Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. And that means I'm breaking down everything you need to know heading into a Week 10 matchup at home against the New Orleans Saints. Going over my keys to victory on offense, defense, and special teams. Talking my players to watch and giving you guys my game and score predictions. So a lot to discuss on this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are going to kick off this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast with my keys to victory on offense, defense, and on special teams. Before we do, though, want to let you guys know that this episode of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving our communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Also, a big thank you to you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, then make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. The Locked On Titans podcast is always free. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel and smash that notification bell so you always know when my content goes live. You can find me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, where I'm always breaking down the X's and O's, post all of my film breakdowns and my film clips there. Also, check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all of that being said, let's dive into the football. So I mentioned heavily at the beginning of the show that we're going to do my keys to victory on offense, defense, and special teams. And special teams is going to be as big of a factor as it has been all season in a matchup against the New Orleans Saints who have a really good special teams unit across the board basically every single year. And this year, the Saints have the second best average starting field position in the NFL. Their drives usually start at the 32.4 yard line. For reference, the Titans drives typically start a full four yards behind that at the 28.4 yard line. And Ross Jackson from the Locked On Saints podcast, who was on on the Crossover Thursday episode yesterday, he dropped a great stat. He said that when the Saints' average drive starts at the 30-yard line or better, they're 9-1 and one in their last 10 games that they've had that. So if the Saints get good field position, they're able to manufacture more on offense, and it makes a major difference in their game. So the Titans have to win that battle. That means Brett Kern got to continue to drop punts inside the 20-yard line. The past two weeks in a row, he's put a punt inside the five-yard line. It's turned directly into a Tennessee Titans turnover and then directly into a Tennessee Titans touchdown in big moments in those games as well. So if Brett Kern can continue to be the weapon for the Tennessee Titans and give them, you know, poor field position for the opponent to start with. That'll be huge, but it's not just Kern. It's also Randy Bullock, the Titans kicker, who has to continue to put the ball in the end zone. You can't play around with the Saints and 
kick it a little short of the goal line and try to pin them deep. You got to kick the ball into the end zone, make them start at the 25 yard line and work their way all the way down the field. Randy Bullock so far this year has 58.8% of his kickoffs as touchbacks. Now the Titans aren't always asking him to kick a touchback. So it's not like he is, you know, at 58% and that's a bad thing. So some of it is schematic with how they kick and where they kick. But in this game, I would advise the Titans to just kick the ball into the end zone and make the Saints offense that has struggled at times. They have a good running offense, but a bad passing offense. Don't give them anything cheap. Don't give them anything easy. And that leads me into the turnovers. The Titans have been turnover prone this year. They have 12 giveaways on the year. That's tied for 15th. Well, they're tied for 15th in turnover margin, but they've had 12 giveaways and 13 takeaways. The Titans have shown a propensity to turn over the ball more than they have in recent years. So we can't rule that out as a possibility. And the Saints have the sixth best turnover margin in the NFL. They are a plus six, and they only have seven giveaways on the year. So five less than the Titans on offense. So they're not going to turn over the ball, and they create turnovers. So the Titans have to be very careful here. You don't want to give a team with a struggling offense with Trevor Simeon at quarterback or maybe Taysom Hill, a tight end, at quarterback, you don't want to give them easy opportunities to beat you. That's how you lose to a worse team. That's how that happens. So they can't do that. And that's overall, both sides of the ball, all three phases of the football team have to be in sync with those. As for the offense and the defense, on on offense, the Titans have to be good in the red zone. The Saints have the second best red zone defense in the NFL. They only give up touchdowns on 47.6% of their red zone opportunities. The Titans have made a big leap since the Buffalo Bills game where they were 26th in the NFL in red zone offense. They're now all the way up to ninth the best, converting 65.7% of their red zone opportunities into touchdowns. So that's a much better rate. So the Titans have to win that red zone battle when they have the ball and make sure that they cancel out a strength of the Saints defense. And likewise, they have to they have to stop the run on defense as well. That's that's absolutely a key for the Titans. That is the key for the Titans defense because the Saints have the 10th best rushing offense in the NFL. They're averaging 123 yards per game. They're going to run the ball since they have Trevor Simeon in or Taysom Hill. That just means they're going to run the ball more. Now, Alvin Kamara is banged up right now, and there's some concern that he may may not play in this game. But to me, that just means that they're going to run the ball even more because they're going to let Taysom Hill play at quarterback. They're going to keep Mark Ingram involved as well. So the Saints are going to run the ball with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill at quarterback. That's what their plan is going to be. They're bottom 10 in passing yards, I believe off the top of my head at this moment in time. So they're not a prolific passing offense. The Titans have to stop the rushing attack. And if they can get the Saints in third and long, if they can get the Saints in second and long, it's going to be more beneficial to the pass rush because the Saints do have a pretty good offensive line. And we're going to talk more about that when we talk about the individual matchups and individual players to watch. That is where we will start. But before we get into that, I do have to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's show, and that is our friends at McDonald's. And as I said before, McDonald's has been proudly serving the community since 1965. It's always been a place to get more than just a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can come to meet up for a study group, knowing that they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and 
endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, and the away team alike can come to recharge. It's a place that you always look forward to stopping at on a a long road trip just so you can rest your legs and refuel. For me, I know I went to the Titans game a couple of weeks ago in Indianapolis, and on my way home, I had to stop at McDonald's and make sure that I could refuel to make that drive back all the way home safe and sound. And surely enough, I was able to do that and got to give a a big thanks to McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Maybe one day a Locked On Titans watch party at McDonald's. We will uh, maybe plan that sometime down the road. Either way, just want to let you guys know that we appreciate our sponsor, McDonald's. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, previewing a Week 10 matchup against the New Orleans Saints. We just did my keys to victory on special teams, on offense and defense. Now, we're going to look at the players to watch and the matchups to watch in this game. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Uh, subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I definitely do appreciate it. It's always going to always gonna be free wherever you find it and everywhere you can find it. So uh, diving into these player matchups, like I just kind of finished talking about in, in the keys to victory. I talked about that Saints offensive line. Well, that Saints offensive line has been excellent in pass protection this year. Both their starting tackles, Taron Armstead and James Hurst, are top five per pro football focus in pass blocking grade. Uh, Armstead is an 84.3, and Hurst was the top graded tackle at a 90. They are two of the best. They don't give up a lot of pressures. They don't give up a lot of sacks. And Taron Armstead has been on the injury report, and he's missed two practices in a row. There doesn't seem to be as much fear about him missing the game as there is with Alvin Kamara, but either way, he could be out. But if he's not, James Hurst on the other side, Tron Armstead, it's going to be tough for the Titans with the edge pressure. A guy like Bud Dupree and Harold Landry now. Bud Dupree is really rounded into form as he gets healthy and comfortable. Harold Landry has been one of the best pass rushers in the NFL all year. And of course, they're going to get help from Simmons and Autry on the inside. Maybe even Autry a little bit on the outside. But the Titans have been able to win against offensive tackles in recent weeks. And when you go up against you know two of the best offensive tackles in the NFL, well... You know, sometimes it can be difficult. So can the Titans win that matchup with their edge rushers? And not just in the pass game, of course, but also in the run game, because we talked about stopping the run being a key. That'll be a big one. And if the Titans can stop the run and get the Saints in third and long, second and long, well, then those pass rushers have to win. When those circumstances occur, you're not taking advantage of of the situation that the Saints offense is in. So that's my first key to victory for the Titans defense, the edge rushers versus the tackles. and then. The other key to victory, or not key to victory, but players to watch on the defensive side of the ball, David Long against Taysom Hill and Kevin Byard against Alvin Kamara. And I say that for a couple of different reasons. So David Long against Taysom Hill because he's going to be lined up at quarterback running Wildcat. He's going to just run the ball in general. The Saints are probably going to try to get creative and do some weird things with Taysom Hill. David Long's just got to headhunt him. He's got to find him all the time like a missile get to him, and bring him down. Taysom Hill is a big guy. He's like 6'4", 220 pounds. He is a monster, okay? 
But David Long has proven to be a monster all in his own this year. So I think that it'll be key for David Long to get Taysom Hill on the ground and make sure that he doesn't have explosive run plays for the Saints throughout the day. And then I mentioned Kevin Byard against Alvin Kamara because also, remember, I talked about against the Saints, the Titans schematically on defense, they went to man coverage, but they put Kevin Byard on the running back or against the Rams, my apologies. They put Kevin Byard on the running back, and they put David Long in man coverage against the tight end. Well, like Tyler Higbee, Taysom Hill is not a Travis Kelsey who's just going to smoke you in route running. So I would feel comfortable putting David Long on him in man coverage. And then I would let Kevin Byard play man coverage on Alvin Kamara. Now, if he doesn't play, then whatever. But right now, we got to act like the Saints are going to have their best player. And Alvin Kamara, if, if he's out there, then I'm putting Kevin Byard in man coverage on him like the Titans did last week against the Rams. Now, that allowed Kevin Byard to have some extra eyes on Cooper Cup, and he wouldn't really need to do that. He can just have extra eyes on the quarterback in general, and that'll allow him to make plays. So I want Kevin Byard guarding Alvin Kamara on those pass plays out. I think that David Long can cover Taysom Hill or anybody else that the the Saints are going to run out there at tight end in man coverage. And I expect the Titans to play a ton, a ton of man coverage in this game. The Saints don't have the weapons on offense to beat you over and over again in man coverage, and Trevor Simeon doesn't have the arm to consistently beat the Titans when they play man coverage. So they're going to mix in some disguise zones, of course, because they're going to try to confuse Simeon. But I think the Titans are going to play a lot of man coverage in this game like they did against the the Indianapolis Colts in that matchup where they played a ton of man coverage there. So that's kind of what I'm expecting on the defensive side of the ball on offense. And this is kind of news that I don't want to talk about, but it's it's just the reality here. Julio Jones got hurt in practice on Thursday. Looked like he messed up his hamstring again. Some whispers that the Titans may just place him on IR and just don't worry about practicing, whatever, just three weeks. The next three weeks, they have the Saints, they have the Texans, they have the Patriots. You know, they might be able to, to, to win. I mean, at this point, they might be able to win all those games without him. Who knows the way the Titans are playing. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it was just a minor tweak and he's going to be able to play in this game. I hope so, but... If not, then that kind of accentuates the key to the player to watch I have on offense because it was Julio Jones against the other Saints defensive backs. So, Paulson Adobo, uh, Adebo, uh, I'm trying, uh, Bradley Roby, if Bradley Roby ends up playing in this game, those are the guys that would be going up against Julio Jones because A.J. Brown's probably going to get Marshawn Lattimore. So that means that Julio needs to dominate that matchup for the Titans and consistently be open. But if he's not out there, well, that means now Marcus Johnson, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Chester Rogers. I mean, one of those guys is going to have to step up against man coverage. Des Fitzpatrick has been getting some pump in, in, in practice lately, and Mike Vrabel's been talking nice about him. Maybe he gets called up and plays. But... Man, Julio getting hurt like a day after they cut Josh Reynolds. Just, uh, I don't know, strange. But anyways, that secondary wide receiver matchup is going to be key for the Titans offense. Along with that, 
The second player to watch on the Titans offense for me is David Questenberry. Questenberry's given up six sacks and 23 pressures on the year. He's basically had two really, really bad games. The Jets game and then that game against the Rams was not very good for Questenberry either. So if you eliminate those two games, then he's had a pretty solid year. But if you eliminate everybody's worst games, they probably had a solid year. So that's not really fair either. And I'm really worried about the matchup that Quest will have, whether it's Marcus Davenport uh, or Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan's one of the best defensive linemen, one of the best rushers in the NFL. And I can see Cam Jordan getting that matchup on Questenberry. Cam Jordan has rushed from the left side of the defense, which is against the right tackle, 316 times out of his 429 snaps on defense. Cam Jordan likes to come on the left edge. So... That's where Questenberry is, and he's been struggling with some of these stud pass rushers. So I'm really worried about that. And Cam Jordan doesn't have gaudy stats right now, only three sacks on the year, but he's had a sack in three straight games. So as a veteran, he's really starting to warm up as well. So I'm worried about that matchup. Uh, the Titans would do well to, to give Questenberry some help, but that all depends on if they have Bobby Hart on the other side, because if they have Bobby Hart on the left side, they got to give the help to Bobby Hart. They got to leave a tight end over there. They got to let the running back chip over there. They got to slide protection over there. And they're hoping that Questenberry can be a man on an island. So really does depend. But either way, Questenberry versus Cam Jordan will be a matchup to watch. But that's going to do it for the matchups to watch on offense and defense. The Titans secondary wide receiver, hopefully Julio, but if not, whoever that is, against the Saints second cornerback. Questenberry against Cam Jordan. Bud Dupree, Harold Landry against Taron Armstead and James Hurst. David Long against Taysom Hill and Kevin Byard against Alvin Kamara. But we are going to dive into my game and score prediction, but I'm also going to give you guys some fantasy advice and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. We're also going to talk the gambling aspect of this game and keeping it plus 100. And I'll also tell you guys what's going on in the AFC South and uh, the Titans biggest contender for the number one seed in the AFC. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about Get Upside. It's an incredible app that anybody who buys gas has to know about. It's free. Once again, it's Get Upside. And right now, my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get a bonus 25 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just use that promo code TOUCHDOWN and get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot get up to two, $300 a month cash back. And here's the thing. There's no catch. The cash back gets added directly to your GetUpside account. And then you can cash out anytime using your bank account, a PayPal, or even an e-gift card like for Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get up to 50 cents a gallon off your first tank. Once again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, doing my game and score prediction, talking fantasy, gambling, and the other teams in the AFC in Week 10. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for that second listen, if you want to 
maybe use the advice I give you and keeping it plus 100 and, and combine that with the advice you would get on the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're giving you all of the best betting advice and they've had a winning week 12 of the last 14 weeks that they've been doing the podcast that they've been, you know, giving out betting advice on, on, you know, mostly football, but different sports as well. So you can't miss out on the hot streak that the locked on bets podcast is on right now. Make sure that you check it out on whatever platform you do stream, but my game and score prediction. So I think this game is a little bit more low scoring than we've seen in, in certain matchups, certainly more low scoring than, than what we got uh, in that game against the Bills or some of the games early in the year, like the Seahawks game, the Colts game in week uh, week eight. I think this game, both teams stay in the 20s is what I'm expecting. I think the Titans win this game 27-21. to 21. I am not worried about Trevor Simeon. And as long as the Titans don't play dumb football and give up bad field position and multiple turnovers, as long as they don't do that, they have the more talented, deeper, better team, even with all the injuries. And if Alvin Kamara is out, I mean, uh, one of their incre- uh, incredible defensive backs, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, he's out for this game. He has a broken toe. He's questionable on the injury report, but a broken toe, I mean, that's going to be tough to play through. There are other concerns about their starting left tackle, Taron Armstead, as well. Um, one of their rookie edge rushers, Peyton Turner, went on IR on Thursday. So the Saints are dealing with a lot of key injuries as well. Can they be as resilient as the Titans? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But for my money, I'm going Titans 27, Saints 21. And that kind of leads us into the gambling aspect of this game. The Titans are currently two and a half point favorites. If Alvin Kamara is ruled out, that's probably going to change by a point. They'll probably go to three and a half, maybe four. I would hammer the Titans line right now if you're somebody who does like to, you know, put a little money on the action on Sundays. I like the Titans minus two and a half. I think that's a pretty good bet at home. Also, the over under 44. I like the over on that 27 to 21. That's going to give you 48 points. That's going over the 44. I think it'll be over. I think that they're banking. Vegas is banking on the Saints not scoring a lot of points. But the Titans may have one turnover, and that may lead the Saints to, you know, an extra touchdown than they would otherwise get. So I think that uh, I like the over on the over under, and I like the Titans minus two and a half. As for fantasy, um, the Saints give up the fourth most fantasy points per week to quarterbacks, and the first, the most. Fantasy points allowed per week to wide receivers. 21.4 a week to quarterbacks, 30.3 a week to wide receivers. But here's the problem. I was going to tell you guys, Julio Jones is a great option this week. I mean, if you have A.J. Brown in in season long, you're playing A.J. Brown. But if you're a daily fantasy person, I was going to say Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones would be a really solid stack. And with Julio's lack of production lately in the injuries, probably be you know cheaper than you could usually get a guy like Julio Jones. But if Julio's out, I think at some point you have to look at Nick Westbrook-Akina as a low, low-end flex, a really cheap flex to help you build out the rest of your roster with absolute studs. Just really cheap guy to help you spend some big-time money on, on your carry positions in your daily lineup. So for me, I'm going with Ryan Tannehill as a streaming option. I'm also going with... Julio, for sure, if he plays. If not, Nick Westbrook, Akina, I think, could be a good option. 
And that's kind of where where I would stay in terms of daily fantasy. Now, as for the AFC and the conference and what's going on over there, so the Titans' biggest threat for the number one seed is the Baltimore Ravens, and they're playing on Thursday night football. By the time you hear this, this could be that game could be decided. But if the Miami Dolphins win that game, that'll be a shock. I mean, Baltimore is like an eight and a half point favorite right now. They're six and two. Miami's terrible. I, I just don't see how. Miami wins that game. Now, they may cover in some strange turn of events if Miami gets a lot of turnovers in this game, which last year Miami's defense got a ton of turnovers. So Baltimore has shown they can turn over the ball, especially in first halves. So if Miami gets a couple turnovers to build an early lead and the Ravens have to come back to win, then maybe Miami finds a way to cover. But I just don't see Miami finding a way to win. If they do, that would be a major help to the Tennessee Titans and trying to secure the number one seed. So that's a game, obviously, that we got to pay attention to. But in the division, Houston has a bye, and then Jacksonville and Indianapolis play each other. Jacksonville goes to Indy after an incredible win at home against the Bills, 9-6. to Jacksonville is 10.5-point dogs. I think they cover that. I think they lose by like 7 or 8 against Indianapolis. Jacksonville's doing okay. I mean, I still think they're a bad team, but they beat the Bills. We got to give them some credit here. You know, we can't be all hype on the Titans because they beat the Bills. And then when the Jags do it, be like, oh, well, the Bills just aren't that good. You know, that's not fair. I think Jacksonville's improving here. And uh, Indy is playing very good football, but not every team is the Jets. Now, Indy has the extra little, because they played on Thursday night football, they get the extra couple days of rest and and preparation. So Indy's definitely going to win the game. But I think Jacksonville could cover the 10.5. I really do. Anyways, that is what's going on with Indy. That's what's going on with Baltimore. That's what we really need to be paying attention to. But that's also what's going to do it for this Locked on Titans Football Friday game preview edition. Whenever my keys to victory, my players to watch. Told you guys my game and score prediction. We talked gambling. We talked fantasy. We talked the AFC. Everything you need to know heading into this Week 10 matchup. Now, I also just want to tell you guys that I'm probably going to switch up the content schedule a little bit next week. This really won't affect you if you just listen to the podcast on audio. But if you are watching on YouTube... uh. I'm going to start putting out the show at noon or at 9 a.m., somewhere in between their Eastern time. Rather than having it come out, let's say, at 7.30 or 8 o'clock on Tuesday night. It's just going to come out on Wednesday. So when I say it's Rewatch Wednesday, if you're watching on YouTube, it literally will be Wednesday when that comes out. Just seems to be when you guys are tuning in on YouTube, most of that time is kind of late after afternoon to late afternoon time. So I want to make sure that I have a fresh episode for you guys then. You're still going to get your episode directly after the game on Sunday nights. That's not going to change. It's just, you know, Monday night there won't be an episode and then it'll come out on Tuesday afternoon around noon time, around noon exactly, to be honest with you. So just want to let you guys know about the change that's coming. I'm doing a little bit of experimentation with the YouTube schedule just to, you know, see what works best. So, But I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.